It's the weekend. You can do anything you want. Volunteer at a homeless shelter. Work on a peace plan for the Middle East. Invent something truly useful like a machine that solves climate change while also picking up after your dog. But no, you've decided to spend your precious time on Earth listening to a bunch of white men talk over the top of each other. The world may be burning, but this is your me time. Welcome to Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. Oh, yes, welcome to the weekend and another Platinum Edition of Radio Chaser. My name is Dom Knight, coming your way on the wireless Looking back at the Cricket World Cup, poor old NZ was robbed. Can we make them feel better? Celebrating Amazon Prime Day. And what would happen if they opened a Star Wars-style cantina in Sydney? It's all coming up right here on Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. I stayed awake till 5am watching the Cricket World Cup between moral victors New Zealand and the actual victors England. Yes. I don't know if you see it. Oh, look, I think it was very clever of England to run a tournament where you weren't required to get more runs than the other side <laughs> to become the World Cup champions. I've got it worked out what happened. What yeah. happened, Charles? Because as you say, the game yeah. was tied. Yeah. The extra over was tied. Yeah. Everyone knows English love ties. Yeah. They wear ties all the time. Yeah. So that's why they'll declare the winner. Right. It must be, because they didn't get more runs. Because I wasn't actually awake at 5 a.m. Like, I, I fell asleep by about 2.30. Well, it was cricket. And, yeah, well, exactly. It was cricket. <laughs> <laughs> but but did, they, cause did they actually have to look through the rules to work out who was... <laughs> Who was the winner? This, like, this is not a joke. Yeah. They literally spent 15 minutes before the extra over on the field debating what the rules were of the extra over. The actual players and the umpires. That is hilarious. They were just sitting around chatting. So they were just, they were just <laughs> making it up. They had no yeah. idea what they're doing. But the thing, the thing that hurts so much for New Zealand is they push themselves so hard. I mean, let's face it. New Zealand are a glorified Sheffield Shield side. Yeah, yeah, like, totally, like, yeah. like They've got like one batsman, mm. three bowlers, and seven specialist fieldsmen who were there because they bought the equipment. <laughs> I mean, basically, they would they would be lucky. They would be lucky to get into Sheffield Shield. Oh, like I mean, yeah. I mean they, they, yeah. honestly, honestly, yeah. it sounds like we've been mean, but it's true. Yeah. You look yeah. at the English team; they're filled with stars. You got Stokes, they got Root. Roy, Roy Root, yeah. etc. You look at the New Zealand team, and there's basically only one player with any superpower, and that's Lockie Ferguson, and his power is the ability for his hair to always look wet. Mm. Like, is he like that Snoopy character where the rain cloud just follows him wherever he goes? I, I think also, no, I think you're being a bit unfair. I think Martin Guptill also has a superpower, What's which that? is to remain being selected even though you're <laughs> shit. That is amazing. Yeah. And the poor guy, he was he was the one who, who, yes, who, who didn't win at the end. Yeah, oh, really? Uh, oh, last no. word, though, goes to Jimmy Nation, who was also there mm. at the extra over at the end. And this is seriously what he tweeted. Kids... Don't take up sport. Take up baking or something. Diet 60, really fat and happy. Dude, you can do both. Look at Mark Taylor. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Look, I've got to say, we've been talking about New Zealand a lot and the World Cup. I feel so sorry for New Zealand. Mm. They, they imagine... Mm. They all stay up till 7 a.m. last night oh, yeah. watching the cricket because they're two hours before us, right? Mm. I don't think any of them are ever going to sleep again either, for that matter. We've already quoted a tweet from Jimmy Nation, a ex, sorry, a New Zealand yeah. cricketer. He, I mean, he's, he's basically given up on cricket. Basically. Mind you, I think he did that during the, <laughs> the game. Poor old Jimmy Nation. <laughs> There's another tweet here from an ex-New Zealand cricketer, Scott Styrus, mm. uh, after the match. He simply oh, yeah. tweeted the word, Ass. That's it. Ass. Ass. He wasn't Hang happy. On. Now, are you I, sure that was him and not Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> that's why he was. That's what Donald Trump was handling. Look, I feel like it's our job though to make them feel better, New Zealand, because they're kind of like our little brother. Yes. We flush their head in the toilet, yes. and then we protect them at school. Yes. It's our job to bully them, not England's job. We're going to so, cheer them up. Yeah. So let's let's give them a patronising pat on the head. Oh, We're yeah. not in pain. We mm. we lost. Days ago. Like, so let's make them feel better. So, uh, yeah. I've got some ideas. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. go on ahead, New Zealand, Chief. you can have Russell Crowe again. You yeah. can have Keith Urban again. <laughs> you can have Rebecca Gibney again. In yeah. fact, you can have Eric Banner, even though he was born in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw so him in for nice. yeah, That'll make nice. you feel better, <laughs> New Zealand. That'll make him feel better. You guys nice. have any suggestions for New Zealand? Look, I, I want to concede yep. that it is possible... That the pavlova was invented in New Zealand. Look, that's yeah. No, let's that's say, let's yeah. give it. Let's yeah. give it. Just for today. Just for today. Just for today. Just for today. Look, yeah. and and that Mel. Why don't we give them that Mel Gibson's Australian? <laughs> that's yeah, very nice. That's very nice. That's nice. That's very kind moon. gesture. Look, 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 I'll say that long white clouds—they're nice. They're yeah. better than the blue sky. You don't get sunburnt. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. White clouds yeah. are nice. Andrew, good, you got for sna- nice? good for snacks. New Zealand—it's the only country where I believe where you can buy a chocolate chip cookie wrapped in a little plastic wrapper in every single shop. That's mm. a good thing. I, I think that's fantastic. That's we don't nice. have that here. Yeah. Our chocolate chip cookies are unwrapped and yeah. stale. That's lovely. You're good. You're good, New Zealand. Yeah. You're good. Uh, look, the letter I, it's mm. terrible. I much prefer ah uh, sounds than <laughs> is sounds. Yeah. Much prefer them. Yes. Well they done, do New Zealand. And, well done. And New Zealand, there is nothing at all odd about your relationship with sheep. <laughs> No. no they, they're just good companions. Not for to, no, at least today. For today. At least today. today. Yeah. Don't so, burn through it all, guys. So, so do you guys have anything to add? Anything yeah. that will make yeah. New Zealand feel nice? First up here, we've got Eddie. Can you make New Zealand feel better? Oh, look, they don't have Chopper Reed, but they've got Jake DeMoss, and I think that's, that's pretty oh. high up in the ranking of... Um, <laughs> N- notorious people dickheads. That, people, yeah. yeah, from once we're <laughs> warriors. He had yeah. both his ears. Yeah, yeah, mate, even yeah. for good measure, we'll send them Neville Bartos too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Jake the Master's favourite line? Oh, what was that? Oh, I don't think I can say. say oh, no, that then I was either. thinking of a different one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's good about New Zealand? We got uh, Darren on the line. Guys, I reckon uh, we should tell him that Dave Domin is a musical genius. Oh, oh, I'm, not sure I'm, the, I'm not sure I'm that good an actor, but if we can hire someone <laughs> to say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we play him next? I, we should put him on the playlist. <laughs> I'll have to check. I'm getting the big no from the music department. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Did, did you guys check out Sculpture by the Sea this year? The Bondi thing? <laughs> no. What do you mean? No, you look, so you look like that's the most outrageous suggestion in the universe. I have a laugh. Yeah, admittedly, I didn't check it out. It's always like, I always find Sculpture by the Sea, like they've got these sculptures, right, of Bondi. I always find that most of them seem to be like melting things. They're all, they're all things that are like melting like well, ice creams. Mm. Yeah, kind of like there's a melting truck and then there's a melting boulder and there's a melting okay. person. Um, you know, it's this thing. Anyway, like it's something Bondi has, but Melbourne now wants it. Oh. Yeah. It's come out that Melbourne wants to borrow Sculpture by the Sea. Mm. And put it there as well. <laughs> they can they're thinking, it. oh, you yeah. know, they're all thinking, oh, that's can, a pretty good idea. Let's can they, do it. Can they take everyone from Bondi as well? <laughs> so they maybe prepare for an invasion of British have, backpackers in ha, Melbourne. Have all the fake melting ice cream and all the fake people can go as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly a lot of blonde joggers in Melbourne. <laughs> well, um, you've got to wonder, though, how, how the pitch meeting went for that. Uh, I think it might have gone a little something like this. Hey, dude, I'm Woodson Whitley from Melbourne City Council. G'day. I'm Kevin from Sculpture by the Sea. Welcome to Bondi. Oh, dude, this Bondi humidity is ruining my waxed moustache. Oh, sorry. 
Now, I understand you want the rights to display Bondi's sculpture by the sea in Melbourne. Totally. I mean, you have Bondi, but Melbourne has two world-class beaches. Oh, what are they? Well, St Kilda Beach and the ExxonMobil oil refinery. You have a preference? Yes, the oil refinery. It's prettier and has way less junkies. The thing is, Woodson, sculpture by the sea works best in a pleasant location. Oh, we do pleasant. Our Melbourne beaches have a minimum three days sunshine per year. And a maximum of three and a half. Three and a half days of sunshine? No, three and a half degrees. Time to put on your beach parker, dude. Let me get this straight. You want the rights to show sculpture by the sea in a freezing grey pit of misery? Well, I never suggested holding it in Federation Square. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. I, hey, so don't interrupt me. I'm, I'm on Amazon Prime right now, just just order, ordering some stuff. I'm ordering a big time. Oh yeah, because uh, it's, it's, it's Prime Day, isn't it? It's Prime Day. It's, yeah. it's Prime Day. So shush. I'm, I'm what, order, I need, I need is, to buy some stuff. What is Prime yeah. Day? Uh, Prime Day it's, it's the Amazon thing where they, they they try and make they try and convince Australia to buy things from Amazon for once uh, by making everything really really cheap. So oh we, yeah, you know, I've just logged. Oh yeah. Oh, see. Can we stop doing this radio show so I can buy <laughs> yeah, some of these yeah. amazing deals? It's a kind of a sale. It's kind of like Click Frenzy. They've rushed out the most. Also, they've rushed out the most amazing ad. I mean, I mean, check this out. Like, how exciting is this? The Click Frenzy is on now, and there's only eight hours left to buy something. So you'd better not think too much about it and hurry. Just buy it. Electric air fryer you'll use once and then leave in your cupboard for the next five years, sixty percent off. Buy it. Out of date iPods and our entire range of Sony Walkmans. Slash. Just buy it. Want a blouse that doesn't fit you? All the most unpopular sizes of Suzanne Betro's least popular blouse lines. Now an extra 20% off. Buy it! Please. This is Ann Betro. I don't know either, but buy it! Headlight lamps for cars you don't own. 25% off. Buy it! Plus a spiralizer that cuts zucchini into slices that look a little bit like spaghetti but taste bitter and soggy. A massive 70% off. Buy it! Just buy it! Buy it! Think frenzy! Just buy it! Radio Chaser. Hey, you know how there's some good news for Australian movies too. You know how Australian movies always suck, right? Yeah. And there's only about three good ones. Mm. Well, that's all about to change because the, guess what the next Australian movie is going to be? What? It's going to be Star Wars. Yeah, because yeah. they've never sucked Star Wars movies. Well, yeah, come on. Maybe one or two of the prequels aren't so good, but you know, and, no, and maybe exciting. The, the Ewok Caravan of Courage or whatever. Yeah, but, the, uh, I'm willing to go on record that even the worst Star Wars movie is better than any Australian actually, movie. Yeah. That's a good point. No, that's very exciting. What's that? Are they bringing yeah. the whole Caravan of Courage down under? Yeah, well, so, sort of. They're bringing the Caravan of Effects down under, like, you know, L- Lucasfilm, right? They've got this famous visual effects department called Industrial Light and Magic, and they're going to open a studio in Sydney. That's really cool. Yeah. That's genuinely yeah, that, cool. That's how bad the Australian dollar is now. It's <laughs> so bad that, that they've started making movies here again, and even Star Wars movies. And, I mean, it is really, really exciting, actually. And to celebrate, Lucasfilm is actually remaking the classic cantina scene from the original Star oh, wow. Wars. Take a listen to this. Whoa, this Sydney cantina is full of weird alien characters. I can identify all the Sydney types for you, Master Luke. Those blonde ones are social influencers from Bondi. The seedy ones there are real estate agents. And that massive head is Selim Mahaja. Or possibly Jar Jar Binks. I like the music. Where's it coming from? Those speakers? All Sydney's live musicians were sent to the spice mines of Kessel. Hey! They're kind of not welcome in a Sydney cantina. What? Your droids, they have to wait outside. Unless they're poker machines, in which case they're very welcome. R2, can you switch to Queen of the Nile mode? 
Oh, it's 10 o'clock. Everyone has to wait outside. Why? Because the lockout laws mean this cantina is now closed. I haven't felt so disappointed since the Phantom Menace. <laughs> On the upside, R2 just paid out. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. I was over at a mate's house the other night, and so we ordered uh, some food through Uber Eats, right? And then about half an hour later, the Uber Eats app comes up and it says, your order has been delivered. And you're just mm. going, hang on, we don't have any food. We check outside. Mm. There's, no, there's no food there, right? Uh-oh. And, and so, you know, you can in Uber, you can just sort of write it up and sort of go, oh, yeah, it hasn't been delivered. Anyway, and we're just sitting there going, what do we do? What do we actually do? What's, what's going on here? Like, it's very odd that it would say, because it usually just, you know, usually the food is there when you... Sort of, <laughs> Normally, that's, 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 that's yeah. how it works, yeah, usually. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Anyway, you so eat we, the food at the end of the process. Yes. <laughs> so we call the restaurant, and while we're calling them, the restaurant, another person from the same restaurant calls us and says, oh, we've just, we've just got a phone call from somebody who's had your food delivered, Right. Again, this is very odd, right? <laughs> what has gone on here? And so they said, oh, and they checked the address and everything like that. So our, the, we're at the, our street number was 82 that we were at. And it had been delivered to 28 of Ooh. the things. So we walked Ooh. down to 28. And, it, and on the bag, we didn't type the wrong address. On the bag, it says 82, sort of thing like that. It was so 60 off. So the driver, no, no, it's clear what's happened. The driver was dyslexic. Oh, Charles. The driver. Well, of course. Because, you know, there's not many <laughs> skills you need to be an Uber Eats delivery guy, oh, right? Oh, come on. It's a hard but, job, Charles. But, but, but reading addresses. <laughs> Is basically Correctly. it's basically the only skill you need. I'm driving, you know, and driving, you, you've got to do that too. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So we got the, the 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 number backwards. But yeah. you know, <laughs> what did the people at number twenty eight think of the meal? Did they give it a <laughs> five star well, actually, review? Or? She was she was very flummoxed. She was about eighty two years old, and or tw- um, was she twenty eight? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I should have picked her up. No, anyway, it got me thinking. It got me thinking. You know, what if there was a special service just mm. for Dyslexics. Uh, hello, how can I help you? Oh, yeah, hello. Is this Arthur's Dyslexic Pizza Service? Sure, why not? Great, I'd like to order two Meat Lovers pizzas and three garlic breads, please. Oh, that's disgusting. What? Well, I'm just reading back your order and you, and you want a, a Feet Lovers pizza? No, I said Meat Lovers. And three fart dickheads? Garlic breads. God, what did I call this place? Look... Never mind. I, I'm just going to try somewhere else. Oh, right. Oh, you're, you're discriminating against me just because I'm dyspeptic, aren't you? Dyslexic. What? It's dyslexic. I'm discriminating against you because you're dyslexic. So you admit it? No, no, no. I, I was just saying... Look, I just want two meat lovers pizzas and three garlic breads. Oh, two meat lovers pizzas and three garlic breads? Yes! Thank God, yes! Well, don't sound so surprised. I'm not an idiot. I've just got this condition. It's very, very debilitating. You shouldn't make fun of me. Okay, sorry. Look, I've got dyslexia too. I know it's hard. Yeah, it is. Good, good. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, okay. Your pizza will be with you in 30 minutes. So, bye. Who was that, darling? That was a wrong number. Bloody dyslexics can never dial straight. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Guys, I had, I had a great thing last night. I had a big day, lots of chores, lots of work. And just about 11pm, I was getting ready to go to bed. And I thought, 
just I wouldn't mind wouldn't mind a beer. I wouldn't mind a beer, but I don't want to mm. get drunk. I just want to I just want to have a, just a little beer at the end of the day. Yeah, nice. So I had a Carlton Zero. I don't know if you tried this. It's this new black can that they have. You can even get it in like Seven Eleven and stuff. Mm. Cracked open a Carlton Zero, enjoyed it, poured it for myself, no alcohol. Really enjoyed it. It was it was a genuinely in, great experience. I hadn't tried it before. Look, it's very nice of you, Dom, to come out on the show. <laughs> I, I think it's a really oh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> brave. yellow card. Yeah, very brave. It's a, it's a brave <laughs> yellow rainbow hey, card. Tommy, what are you doing? Oh, like, warning. I mean, Coke Zero kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Because there's no yeah. sugar. And yeah. you're telling me, but Carlton Zero, you're telling me, is no alcohol in a beer. Why would you put this in your mouth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, previously, previously, <laughs> I, I'd have beers to try and, and get drunk, but I can't. I've got a kid. What if I've got a, you know, mm. day in the hospital you, the night or something? S- you want to stay well hydrated? I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Um, so that's why I was drinking, and I was quite surprised. <laughs> drink it at the gym. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could what a great idea! That is such a good. Idea. Next take time I go to the gym, I'm going to take a Carlton Zero with me and be jogging along and just smashing down a beer. That is a great idea. Because it's the joggers' beer, the sports beer at last. <laughs> Can you just imagine the city to surf? Yeah. People just grabbing Carlton Zero I'm going to do the City to Surf just so that I can drink Carlton Zero the whole way. That is a great idea. I'm actually thinking, should we have a Carlton Zero pub crawl where we yes. just kind of go from 7-Eleven to 7-Eleven? <laughs> um, but I want to know, because I was kind of thinking, okay, I've got a, you know, I've got a kid. I'm exhausted. I can't really afford to drink during the week any, anymore. Who else is this beer for? Like when they plan to have a beer with no alcohol, mm. did they... Get Australians wrong. Have you actually tried alcohol-free beer, and do you like it? Because I, 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 I must say, I actually have. I, I mock you. You did, but yeah. I, I actually bought some Carlton Zero Question a, a few months ago, and I had half a can and threw the rest out. <laughs> oh, okay. So you've tried it. So yeah, you've I've, tried I've it, but tried you don't it. drink it religiously like no. that. Well, Charles doesn't um, put beer in his mouth for the taste. It's for, for, it's for the alcohol. Yeah, for the effect. But in all honesty, I, I've, I've, I don't get free beer from anyone. I mean, I'm pretty lowly at this station, let's face it. <laughs> I was just trying it because I like it. Um, I'm into it. I've been enjoying it. But the, Carlton's actually put out another, uh, oh, yeah. another product that is even softer, <laughs> even softer than Carlton's here. Have a listen. Do you love the sound of that new alcohol-free Carlton Zero? But wish there was an alternative that tasted less like beer? Introducing Carlton None Whatsoever. We started with our famous Carlton Draft, took out the alcohol, then removed the grain and the hops, took out the yeast and left the water. Carlton None Whatsoever. A delicious tinny... Of water. Oh, this water's my favourite beer ever. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Charles, I gotta say, this morning I woke up, and as I usually do, I logged onto your Instagram page to just look at your glamorous influencer life. Exactly. And the site was down. What's it's with that? Total de- oh. disaster. So, I, you know, this morning, I'm trying to lead my hashtag best life. Mm-hmm. I slip into a, a bikini, my best bikini, mind you. Hashtag Fitspo. Yeah. Casually taking selfies of myself. I, I, I froze my man boobs off. Anyway, I got the perfect shot. The uh, bird face oh. and everything. Oh. And then I couldn't bloody post them to Instagram oh, because tragic. Instagram was down. What's oh. the point of doing anything if you can't share it with a whole lot of strangers on Instagram? Should have stayed in bed. I mean, why are we even here doing radio? We could just 
We could just post a photo of ourselves and that would say it all. But it was a huge, it was a global problem and BBC had a huge report on it. Mass extinctions, crippling drought, a planet in the grip of unchecked terrorism. But today, the global emergency we all feared has finally come true. <laughs> oh my God, it's over. It's really all over. This morning at 8am, the unthinkable happened as Facebook and Instagram were briefly down. I can't share this photo of my brunch. This cannot be happening. Left with nothing to boast about, billions resorted to the unfamiliar method of opening their mouths and speaking. What is the point of me bench-pressing 100 kilos when I can't tell anyone about it? I need comments on my pecs! Scenes of mass panic erupted as sponsored gram posts became all but inaccessible. I can't survive without knowing what deodorant Selena Gomez got paid a million bucks to pretend she uses. Worst affected were the influencers themselves, whose influence is now less influential. None of my followers can watch me drink this Kato smoothie in a bikini that barely conceals my foo-foo. I am worthless. Meanwhile, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg refused to apologize. Only because my apology post wouldn't go through. The crisis did have one benefit, however, stripping Kylie Jenner of her billionaire status. Although her fortune sadly returned when the sights went back up. This is Stephen Watson for BBC. Oh, my God, I'm so relieved my Facebook's working again. <laughs> Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Ah. I'm feeling very community-minded, Dommy. I've just joined one of those Facebook community neighbourhood groups. Ah. They're, they're great, these things. You can join your neighbourhood group, and they're, they're often called karma groups, you know, and it's just for your suburb. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's like neighbours can keep each other abreast of what's going on in the suburb. It's extremely local. Your whole feed is full of all this, what your neighbours are doing. Um, like it can be a little bit limited in the in the sorts <laughs> yeah. of posts that, that you see sometimes. Like, you know, it's, it's not a huge variety. But the thing that I'm thinking is not everyone's heard of this great community service. So I think it needs its own commercial. Just moved into a new neighbourhood? Yep. Why not join your local Facebook Karma Group? Um, because I have a life. It's amazing what valuable items your neighbours offer up every day. Anyone want an old chair that's missing all of its legs? Anyone want seven mop handles? Anyone want 23 kilos of weeds from my garden? Perfect for people who like weeds. I used to use Facebook to keep up with friends, but since joining my local Karma Group, I use it to watch complete strangers snaffle up mop handles before I can. Plus, keep abreast of all your your local car break-ins several hours after they happen. Just a warning, guys. My car windows got smashed last night, so, you know, don't let your car windows get smashed. What a handy warning. Join your suburbs karma group today. You never know. You might get a free mop handle to fight off a car thief. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Do your kids have trouble sleeping? Silent night. Introducing Charles Firth's Nighttime Lullabies. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Featuring all the songs that are out of copyright, so Charles didn't have to pay for them. Rockabye baby. On the treetop. Tunes that will leave your kids with memories that will last their entire life. Gorgeous flame. Gorgeous flame. Oh, baby! 
Hi, I'm Charles Firth. My kids have terrible trouble sleeping and no matter how many songs I sing them, they never get to sleep. That's why I've recorded this album. I just put it on, lock the door and now I don't have to worry about getting them to sleep. Charles Firth's Nighttime Lullabies. It's still better than Alan Jones' album. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition.